Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a lot to get into, including some uh, unfortunate news uh, to and barbecue for Texas baseball. Yes, we'll talk about it. We'll wait till the next segment, though. We'll give my man Hard some time to at least get in the, uh, the good mood first, talking about some other stories. And then we'll talk Texas baseball coming up next segment. Also, NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Some of the coaches in the NFL upset. They think the owners pulled the okie doke on them and changed the rules behind their back. We'll get into that. Also, uh, to, uh, Mahomes, actually, who we thought was going to reset the quarterback market. That may not happen. Patrick Mahomes talking about uh, whether he wants to be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. We'll get into that. Lamar Jackson talking about his new offense. He's excited. He's getting us excited. We'll get into that in NFL news, notes, and nuggets. And, of course, we'll preview the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA. Miami versus Boston. Game 5 will dive deep into into it. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin' ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hartball Hart. What's going on, brother? Man, tough day around the 40 acres when it comes to the baseball team, but, you know, there is hope. There is moving on. You get a chance to play in another week. But, boy, oh, boy, like you said, two-in barbecue is never a good look. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every day. He hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson 
said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you. The listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate that intro as always. That's not a waste any time. Introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustle spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we're pretty sure that he's underpaid and also celebrating a birthday today. Yeah, yeah. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? Oh, you know, just just, just having another day of... Uh-huh. Uh, just a little birthday fun. Oh, there it is. There man. it is. Give now, some love to our man on the Specs text line. 512-337-3776. What are the plans for the B-Day? Uh, I'm going to a concert after the show tonight right. and then have a little get-together with some friends on Saturday. Okay. I love there it. There you go. I tra- love it. All weekend long. Weekend long celebration. I mean. Is the official birthday today or are you The ce- official birthday is today. Okay. Yes. But you're going to celebrate all weekend long. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's easier make to it hang a out on make Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, you know, you can get out. You can start a little bit earlier. Yeah, I like you know, it. We don't get off till seven, so then you're starting a little bit later, and then we got to work tomorrow. So it's you know, yeah, what? Uh, yeah, that's because of Texas baseball. Actually, it's their <laughs> fault. We actually have to work tomorrow. Yeah, it so is. blame them. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, what's the official age? Do you mind revealing? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Ooh, that's yeah. That's uh, that's one I, I step those. closer. Yeah, you are, yeah, you one step closer. <laughs> one step yeah, closer. It is. Uh, I'll let you reflect on that. But uh, happy <laughs> day, Patrick. Thank uh, you, really you. happy for you, man. All right, uh, Specs text line is as uh, my man Harge mentioned. You can also use the Twitterverse as well. Um, Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, uh, but we won't talk Texas baseball here. We'll do that coming up next segment and break it down a little bit more and get Harge's thoughts. I just got one question for you, Harge. Though, do do we need a panic button? Yeah, we need to start like moving a little <laughs> bit, a little bit, man. <laughs> I mean, your boy, your, <laughs> we your asked boy, that question earlier. We didn't need one. We did that. not. Okay, we did not. And it's right. just you know, we'll talk about it at, okay. at, 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 right. at three thirty. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so, we'll talk about it there. Wow. All right. So I expected you to say, no, we don't need it's one. Just, it's just that hesitated. frustration. That's like when you ask your friend, he's trying to fix you up with somebody, and you ask her, is she hot? And you say, listen, man. And he's like, well, no, I don't she listen about like, it. She listen like is a, not a response. She, she look like she Janet Jackson. <laughs> well, look like Freddie Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a response. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll get into it. We'll talk Texas baseball for uh, a lot of those, of course, uh, disappointed uh, Texas baseball fans out there to and barbecue. All right, we'll get to that. Coming up next, I would also get to previewing the Eastern Conference Finals tonight, Game 5, Boston versus Miami. Uh, that is in Boston. We'll get to that, too. But a lot of random NFL stories out there. So I want to get to some of these uh, NFL stories because apparently uh, the coaches of the NFL are a little upset. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who don't know, the NFL, uh, they have like these annual meetings and they have a spring meeting, uh, which you know they, and then they have that meeting that's going on right now too. They have a meeting right now in May. They have one also in March, as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. The one in March, and they, and they, by the way, they can uh, vote on different changes uh, with the rules, and they can propose different changes with the rules during these times. But of course, the owners have to, they have to vote on it, and you have to get that. Uh, to to change the rules, you have to get at least, I believe, eight of the owners. Mm-hmm. All right, at least eight of the owners on the same page to be able to try to uh, change something. So, it's it's one of those things where uh, in March, apparently they 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 threw out the idea of and to and to uh, and I say 
you know, to to oppose something, I should say, you need because you need three fourths of the majority vote of the owners to pass something. So you would need eight owners to oppose it for it to to be able to stop it from passing. Right. So that's basically what I meant to say. But anyway, uh, so in March, they proposed a lot of these rule changes Um, and the and when they have the meeting in March, everybody's invited. GMs, executives, coaches, everybody goes. These meetings that are happening now are owners' meetings. There are OTAs going on right now, right. so coaches are at OTAs. Yeah, they're not there. All right, for they're that. not. They're not yeah. there for these meetings. I imagine maybe they are invited, but why would they be there when they have to, you know, coach the actual team? So mm-hmm. OTAs and stuff are starting on right now, and this is when they voted on the new fair catch rule. They voted on it in the owners only meeting mm-hmm. the, because at the March meeting, when the owners proposed this rule change, the coaches vehemently opposed it. Man, most of them, the majority of the coaches opposed it. And the coaches probably can get GMs on their side, and then GMs can try to get some owners on their side. You know, just throw it up the chain of command. Mm-hmm. And the owners, after the March meetings, after they kind of tested the waters, threw out a trial balloon test among the decision makers in the NFL, coaches, executives, and owners, about this fair catch rule change, they uh, didn't like the response. So their retort to that response was, we're going to do more research on this. We're going to do more research. We'll get more data, and then we'll come back to the table in May, and then we'll discuss it more. Well, essentially what they did was they – and they they claim they do have the data. They have said they have the data. Uh, But they they basically changed the rules when the coaches would be busy at OTAs and wouldn't be able – to vehemently oppose it uh, and try to win uh, the GMs over and some other executives over on their side, and they pass. Now, it's a one-year rule change, uh, which is that basically well, you can fair catch the kickoff return anywhere inside the 25. As long as you fair catch it, it goes to the 25. Yeah. That's, it's basically the college rule code. The thing, that, the thing about it is, for me, is – why do you have to wait for this to happen where the coaches aren't there? Because they are the ones that are on a competition committee. Those are the ones that really understand what it's about. Even though there's been a lot of times they've come up with these rules and we've all looked at each other and I was like, what? What rule is this? What rule is that? Well, and you sitting here and I'm talking about this rule and this is another one that now you are you're changing the way the game can possibly be played. Yep. And there's so many things that are happening within those situations. And we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but this this limits that opportunity for you to make a big play either offensively or defensively when you're dealing with the punt return. Uh, yeah, the kickoff return. Yeah, the kickoff return. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, John Harbaugh, who is one of the only coaches in the NFL as a head coach who's who started out basically as a special teams he coach. He was a special teams that's, guy. That's what that's most yep. of his background. Mm-hmm. Um, he says here that uh, the, quote, the fair catch rule, we had a chance to weigh in on that with all the special teams coaches. We had a long talk and discussion about that. We weren't for it. We voted against it. Right. We think it's going to create more high-speed uh, head trauma than not having it in there. That's our position on it. I don't know. He didn't really explain that, but we'll see. They want to give it a shot and take a look at it. Um, and he didn't explain why he thinks the rule will create high, more high speed trauma. I would like to actually hear that. He didn't yeah. explain that. the The owners essentially believe this is going to take kick returns 
that is going to decrease them even more. That's going to be it's out going of to there. take them out of the game, and yeah. they're essentially shadow banning mm-hmm. the kickoff return. They don't want to actually do it, but they they're essentially doing it. Um, John Harbaugh wasn't the only coach who came out recently, now that they're at OTAs, uh, that spoke with the media, came out against it. Uh, Dan Campbell, you expect Dan Campbell to be against well, he it. Was another, he was another guy that was a special teams guy because yeah, he was that point. other tight end. Your point. Yeah, you and, make, and he, yeah, he had to try there. to make the team. Yeah. No. yeah. Hey, Rod B, trust me. Rod B. Rod B wouldn't be able to make teams yeah. this day and age. It'd be much tougher for Rod B to stay on. Here's uh, the Detroit Lions head coach, Dan Campbell, talking about his opposition to the new rule change. Yeah, highly frustrating. It's very frustrating. Um, but um, but look, I don't make the rules, and uh, and so we that's that's a new rule. Then then we'll live by the new rule. We'll find a way to adjust, adapt, and and still get what we want. You know, that's that's what you got to do. But uh, you know, I hate that we continue to take away from the game. That's that's what really worries me. You know, it, we just we continue to to bleed this league. You know, if we're not careful, it's not gonna, it won't replenish at one point. But, um, but listen, it's the rules, and uh, we'll make do and we'll adjust. All right, Dan Campbell, him talking about uh, you know his uh, feelings about the new rule change. Uh, Andy Reid uh, also went on the record and was asked about the rule change. Um, here is uh, Andy Reid's thoughts on that rule change. I don't know. We'll have to go through all that. I've uh, my my thing is where does it stop, right? So you start taking pieces, and um, you know we'll see how this goes. But you don't want to take too many pieces away, or you be playing flag football. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the coaches don't like it. I I you know I actually don't have a problem with it. Maybe because I'm kind of desensitized to what I know what the NFL is trying to do. Right. The NFL ultimately right. doesn't want this play. They don't want this play, the kickoff. Um, in the game anymore, they don't like it. They don't. They think it has more. And I've said this before. They believe the kickoff is more of a kickoff and kickoff return is more of a burden than a benefit. Some it's like the penny. I, I don't know why the hell we still print the penny, but we are produce it. But we do. It costs more to produce it than it actually is worth. But it's the penny or the payphone. Hell, or the yellow pages, whatever you want to say. Printed porn, you can throw it in the conversation too. It's more of a burden than it is a benefit. Doesn't really do much benefit to the NFL in a league where they're now about uh, points. They're selling quarterbacks. They're selling fantasy football. Um, they're selling scoring. They're not really selling violence anymore in the game, and that's the most violent play in football, and that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And they've said the, the, it's still where most of the injuries occur. The kickoffs account for 6% of all the plays. 12% of all the concussions and 18% of all the injuries. So they essentially they want it out, but they yeah. can't say that. And then the game would look so weird. So now it's almost just ceremonial. The yeah. touchback is a ceremonial play. Yeah, it's part of the game. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going out to the 25. And they love 35. the commercial break. Yeah. They, Let's admit, the commercial break is it's key for them. Right. They could just take the commercial break, but it, you know, it makes it, I don't know, it, it was aesthetically pleasing and we're just accustomed to it. They they probably should. I don't know why they don't. They probably should take the XFL's uh, kickoff I like return uh, strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if people will remember it, the, the latest XFL one, because the latest XFL uh, kickoff return or kickoff strategy has a 90% return rate, and the average starting field position is at the 31. The NFL yep. is at the 28 um, when there's a kickoff return and zero injuries in 2020. 
Now I got to go look at the latest data, but mm-hmm. it no, no, it works. That kickoff return actually worked. I think they should try to pursue it. The NFL stolen a lot of stuff, borrowed whatever from the XFL. Sky whatever Cam, it takes. yeah. Sky Cam, the, uh, they. Uh, they they incentivized the two point conversion. The XFL was all about that. They had the one, two, and three point options, mm-hmm. uh, discouraging extra points. I mean, they the, the NFL can can do it. I, I don't know why they've been kind of stubborn about it. That's a perfect solution. Well, if you to got issue. yeah, I was going to say if you're going to be able to change the rules anyway, and you're doing it one year at a time, why not throw something out there, see what happens? Remember, I think you talked about this the other day, the catch rule. How many times has that thing changed? Mm-hmm. What's a catch? What's not a catch? Oh, Changing he caught it. Time. No, he didn't. Oh, we don't even know anymore. Mm-mm. Now you're looking at it and you're trying to figure out, okay, what's the next move? So if you're going to throw it out there and have this this one year and see what the results are, because what you said, too, they have the data somewhere. They, they, haven't, they, they haven't shown it to everybody because these coaches are still upset because if they had the data, as all the analytics that everybody's dealing with every single day, they would understand it a little bit more, but obviously they are still in the benefit part of it. Uh, Harbaugh and Campbell both being special teams guy, and I'm sure some of these other guys too. Think about the coaching staffs that mm-hmm. now you're about to change up. Think That's about true. some of these other players on this roster that are now not going to be as valuable because, hey, we don't even have special teams anymore. So the things that you were participating in, now you may not – be able to play in it, you might be a XFL, you might be a USFL player now. Mm, uh, Text was saying, what is the new rule? The new rule is basically anytime the it's kind of the college rule, basically. Anytime the football is caught on a kickoff return inside the 25-yard line, it goes to the 25. Mm-hmm. Automatic touchback right to the 25. That's when you see them do the arms out. When exactly. they kick it out there, they put their arms out. That means yeah. I'm not even trying to run this back. Yeah. So I, I don't. The coaches are. Actually, I'm surprised. And John Mara, uh, famously also the uh, owner of the Giants, he's upset about it too. He, will, you know, so there's at least one owner that's upset about it. But a lot of coaches coming out today saying they don't like it. Uh, I I understand exactly what the NFL wants to do. Mm-hmm. The NFL, listen, football is just going to look really different, and the kicking game is probably not going to be a big part of the game. Just the kickoff return, I should say, and extra point. They they, they don't say it. They want they want the extra point out too. Gotcha. They want to shadow ban it pretty much. They want the extra point to be uh, something that's rare and teams going for two-point conversions more. They have done mm-hmm. it. That's why they moved the two-point conversion. They want to incentivize teams to go for two and discourage teams from the extra point. Extra point is not automatic like it used to be, right? The numbers are dropping. The conversion rate of two-point conversions is rising. The conversion rate of extra points is dropping. That's what mm-hmm. the NFL wants. So they mm-hmm. want somebody, some genius out there to go to the Super Bowl, basically going for two points more than they ever go for extra points, and then the NFL, a copycat league, will copy that. That's the model the NFL wants. They want to phase out the kicking game. They just know the blowback will be what it is now. I mean, you got coaches already coming out. Most, and most fans don't even know what the hell the rule is. Yep. See, that's, the NFL knows that. They're like, man, fans don't give a damn about that. Right. They know fans don't care. About that little rule change. Fans just want to see points. They want to see their team have a great quarterback, and they want a, their fantasy football team to be right. doing well. Yep. That's what y'all care about. That's it. The last there's season. no there's no loyalties anymore no. to this. Yeah, you don't care about defense. And I need teams. my special teams points on my fantasy, on fantasy team. team. Yeah, that's a Justin yeah. Tucker. Yeah, that's, about. that's always one of my draft picks. <laughs> um, yeah, but they don't care. Y'all, last time we had a great Super Bowl that was uh, a defensive struggle. People complained about the damn thing the whole week. I remember the yep. Rams mm-hmm. and the Patriots. People complained about. It. I was like, oh, it's a de- great defensive struggle. People, oh, that was a terrible Super Bowl. Oh man, it was terrible. <laughs> that was one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever seen. I was like, it was just a 
deep, great defensive game plan on both parts. Yep. People don't care about that. No, we didn't. Yeah. I did because I won all them quarters because yeah, nobody yeah. was getting there. My points yeah. was hitting. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I'm with you. It's going to change the game, I think, fundamentally. That's why the coaches are upset about it. Yeah. Uh, let's get to this uh, the P- Patrick Mahomes uh, sound. I think, actually, it – it actually connects closer to home than the Lamar Jackson uh, sound. The Lamar Jackson stuff is fascinating because uh, Patrick Mahomes. It, everybody assumes that whenever he re-ups, he's going to be the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna, what we all thought. Yeah, he's going to reset yep. the market. Should and then he's going to take quarterbacks into. Well, I mean, where are they now? Closer to fifty million dollar range. Mm-hmm. So what? Gonna, what? Aaron Rodgers was making fifty two. I yeah, believe so, for this one yeah, season. I mean, we expected Mahomes to go into the mm-hmm. uh, just the unprecedented stratosphere of uh, annual uh, pay for quarterbacks. Right. Well, um, he was asked about that recently at OTAs. He was asked about whether. Um, first of all, he's, I think the first question is. Is he talking and are they negotiating his new contract? Um, he answers that. And then, remember, after he answers that, they ask him another question. If you can't hear the question, the question essentially is, the second one is, um, do you want to be the highest paid quarterback in the league? Like, does that matter to you? Mm. And here is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, I, I always keep, me and my agent and the team I always keep, open communication uh, and we try to do whatever is the best for the team but obviously I want to do the best for myself as well um, but at the same time I, I want to I've always said I, I worry about legacy and winning rings more than making money at this moment um, but uh, I'm, I know we keep communication we see what's going on, on around the league um, but at the same time I'll never do anything that's going to hurt us from keeping the great players around me so it's kind of teetering around that line. So you're not driven to be the highest paid quarterback average Per year, that's not, no, no. You, you, it's kind of, it's more of a. You just want to do whatever to not hurt other quarterbacks whenever they their contracts come up. But you want to kind of keep the the bar pushing. Um, and so I, it's not about being the highest paid guy. It's not about making a ton of money. I'm I, I've made enough money where I'll be set for the rest of my life. Um, but at the same time, you got to find that line where you're making a good amount of money, but you're still keeping a lot of great players around you, so you can win these Super Bowls and you're able to compete in these games. Man, that's scary. Damn. Yeah. One of your only hopes, the rest of the NFL, was that he was going to be, you know, just have a little more pride. Be greedy. And be a little more, yeah, a little more greedy, have a little, a little more pride. Little more and go, no, no, no. I need to always be the guy. I exactly. am the best quarterback in the league. I'm on my way to being the GOAT. I like it. Best start to a career in the history of the NFL. It's fair to say I should be the highest paid player in the league. We all agree. And I go, yes, we agree. Right. Uh, no, he's not going that route. He's going Tom Brady, Tim Duncan, where giving discounts. Nah, no. As long as y'all are fair to me, I, I I'm I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. He's that kind of guy. Damn it! I want to win. Damn I it. want winners. Damn it! What do you say? <laughs> I've got enough money oh. that I am good for the rest of my life, but I want to make sure I don't mess the market up for others. That's, that's, a, that's a huge that part of it. Thing. That's it. That's that baseball thing. There that's it is. It, it, this is Pops probably told him that. Hey, yeah. bro, you got You got to be. You have to be competitive. Exactly. In your salary, because wise. of you. Yeah. Of who you are as a quarterback, people are going to want to play with Patrick Mahomes, and you have a coach like Andy mm. Reid. Maybe late in your career, you can chase the money. Right now, he is like, boom. Let's keep this thing going. I'm ready to continue to win. I want to do it now. And I'm going to make sure everybody else get paid. 
I wish he just, I just, <laughs> tell him to go watch the movie Wall Street. Right? Greed. Greed. Greed is good. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, greed. Go watch that speech, man. He's greed like, I'm investing good. my money into everything, so uh, I'm doing all right. That is so upsetting. Yeah. That he is willing to give the discount because now they're just going to be able to keep building. Guys, they they had the, the record this year for uh, a, a one of, I would say, not the record. They were top five, I believe, in like the last 15, 20 years in rookie starts for a team that made the Super Bowl. Correct. That's what I should say. Yeah. Um, and it ain't over. What, I know. What, what, what did Marcus Peters say at the when he went up to the uh, podium? He said, we ain't done yet. No. <laughs> That's it. Um, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so uh, one more other piece of sound here from Lamar Jackson uh, before we uh, get done, and we'll move on and talk Texas baseball next segment. Mm. Okay, so Lamar Jackson, is that OTH too? By the way, Lamar Jackson usually doesn't come to these. Nope. He's like Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he has very much been. like They usually doesn't come to these. This mm-hmm. is not his thing, but he's there. New offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin, one of these 16 yeah, half the damn league mm-hmm. has new OCs this year. He's one of those. And he, uh, Lamar Jackson was asked about the offense. And everybody's interested to see what this offense is going to be. Um, here is Lamar Jackson uh, making some statements about what the new offense with Todd Munkin as the new offensive coordinator is going to look like with Lamar Jackson. I mean, just being able to throw the ball down the field. You know, we sometimes, sometimes, you know, we can't. Running not going. Running can only take you so far, you know. And I feel like with, with this new era of uh, teams and offenses in the league, I, I feel like we need that. And Coach Todd Munkin, what I'm saying, his offense so far is looking tremendous. Do you feel like you're um, you won't have to run as much, and that'll maybe be scaled back a little bit? Absolutely, absolutely. Especially with the receivers we have, Bay, OBJ, Zay, Dove, Pro, all those guys. You got Isaiah the tight end. I can't say Zay. Isaiah the tight end. Mark, my guy. All right. Yeah. So he's basically saying they're going to run less and throw more. Hey. Especially for him at the quarterback position. And keep in mind, nobody's had more quarterback runs uh, in their system, mm-hmm. uh, in their their offensively, you know, their scheme uh, than the Ravens. And it makes sense in the last four years. They were, if you look at quarterback rushes under Greg Roman, they were third, first, first, and first right. since 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still might, still probably will be somewhere close to that, but he's saying they're going to throw it a lot more and they're going to um, run it less. I like that. And also he, he remarked in some other comments, quote, you can change things when you want to, um, basically what Coach Monken told me. You see right. the defense, and it's not looking right to you. You see some guys blitzing. You might want your wide receiver to do something different. Coach is giving you the free will to do whatever you want to. So he's going to have more uh, control it's over about the time. offense, too. It's yeah. about time. I mean, this this is an MVP. This is a guy that has seen it, and we've talked about it before. There always has to be an evolution for whatever team that you're on, whether at at, at the quarterback Position. We've talked about it with Quinn Ewers here. We've talked about it with Dak Prescott. We're talking about it with Lamar Jackson. But we also know there's a time when you're used to hearing the same voice over and over and over again, mm-hmm. which is why they got the change in Dallas, which is why they got the change here in Baltimore. He needs to evolve as that player because the hate that they have, it don't even matter to him about the hate. What he's looking at is how can we win and how can I be better 
at my craft. Exactly. And that's why they brought this guy in. Yeah, no, I think it's – I like the combination. Um, I, I do think it's going to work out. First of all, Lamar, look, as long as Lamar Jackson is healthy, I don't think he can work in damn near – I think he'd work in a lot of offense. I know people don't believe that. It, it's so strange that he came from a pro-style offense in college, that's, won the Heisman in a pro-style offense famously, and yet the big knock on him was that we don't think he can play in a pro-style offense. And it's like – what he going to Heisman is a pro-style yeah. offense that he was in, I know. Yeah, it's not a good talking point. But yeah, because all y'all, <laughs> the ones that y'all were looking at was his exciting runs. Y'all weren't looking at him throwing the ball 65 yards in the air on the money to his wide receivers. But, yeah, I agree with you, Doc. Uh, it's crazy. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and in the NFL, when you look, I mean, he wins the MVP award uh, and it was like unanimous. <laughs> Uh, Hello. A, a, a unanimous award yeah. winner, and yet there's still I don't know. This is still a lot of uh, hatred about his game and his Tons. overall skill set. But I do think this year they they actually I think there is a a a intentional deliberate movement by the Ravens. They want to showcase him as a pass and let people know no he's a franchise quarterback, and that we know he's a, he's the most explosive athlete. The, you know, to ever play the quarterback position, um, but he actually can be a pocket passer. I think they're right. going to show it off this year. And uh, I've we'll always s- thought he could be a pocket pocket passer, but that wasn't his offense that that's, the co- coordinator was calling. Exactly. You know, what I'm saying? so that's why I've saying. always been mad at that. Going back to your point, it's like, what did people really not see? Like, are you what? What were they really searching for to to knock him? Just say he didn't win big playoff games. Just say that. Don't don't bring up any of the other stuff because you obviously didn't pay attention to him before. So just say, hey, he's not good. We don't want to pay him the money because he hadn't won big games. Say that. Oh, you don't like running quarterbacks right. because of the risk of injury and that's right. something that— He runs yeah. way too much. Okay, say that. Yeah. Don't say he's not a quote-unquote pocket passer. Who is? Everybody gets out of the pocket these days. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. running for their life these days. You got <laughs> functional mobility yes. is now a basic requirement. That's Absolutely, a, that's on the base model of quarterback these days. <laughs> right. It used to be like, oh man, he can move around. That is that's an add some added value in his skill set. It's like now n- now functional mobility. That's, that's it's a get, must. You get that on the basic model, right? We <laughs> didn't even day. give you all the bells and whistles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you get that on your just basic model quarterback. They yeah. all can move around now. The statues in the pocket. That's uh, that's a done. That's a done era of quarterbacking. All right, we we'll come back. We'll get into Texas baseball. We've avoided it long enough. Uh, they uh, drop the game to K State, and that means yeah, two and barbecue. They are done for the Big Twelve tourney. We'll get my man Harge's thoughts on it and talk about what is next for Texas baseball. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. 
It is a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's with my man Patrick, uh, who is celebrating a birthday today. So you want to wish Patrick a happy birthday, you can do so on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. But also, uh, he is our idealionaire on the show. He's the one that comes up with all of our musically themed days of the week. And on New Theme Thursday, uh, he takes jams that are supposed to give Harge and I clues that lead us to the new theme of the day. And I have a feeling that it's a tribute. Yes. To Tina Turner. It is, it is. There you go. Well, the, it's a movie. What's the logo got to do? What's the movie? It's a, a new theme. This the theme is Tina Turner. Any Tina Turner song? Yeah. I love it. All right. Uh, I love it. Fantastic. We all know I it. Like it. I like R. it. R.I.P. to um, Tina Turner. Passed away yesterday, 83? Mm-hmm. 83 years old? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, R.I.P. She was a, a legend, an icon. And uh, she actually had one of the greatest reinventions in her career, too. Because with Ike, Tina Turner was a different artist altogether. And when she left Ike and emancipated herself uh, from his abuse, she transformed into like a rock star. Yeah. And she wasn't rock and roll. She was like, they were like R&B, like early R&B stuff with with Ike Turner. And she became like a rock legend. So she basically kind of was one of the uh, forces in music in two different genres. Yeah. yeah, she was definitely something special, and you know she's known for her legs, bro. The legs she were what legs. a lot of people always went to when they were talking about. It. She was like, "Oh, she's got great legs." She was, they were insured for millions, I believe. Yes, they I don't were. know the exact number, but I do remember she could shake that thing they, when she uh, was over there. Yeah, they were so damn valuable then. Mm-hmm. No doubt. <laughs> uh, all right, so thanks to Patrick and happy happy birthday to my man Patrick as well. So I really wish, wish him a happy birthday. You can do it also via the Twitterverse if. You don't want to do it on the Specs text line. Uh, you can do it via Twitter. He's at It's Patrick Davis. Harge's at Hardball Harge, and I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, Harge, hmm. we've avoided it long enough. I mean, can, we, can't, we can't keep avoiding it? <laughs> no, because it's standing us right in the face. Yeah, it is. The two and barbecue for Texas baseball. I asked you at the beginning of the season after the, was it a 4-7 and seven start? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like that 0-3 at the beginning there, too. I asked you, uh, did they need a panic button? And you said no. Confidently, very much so. Said no, no panic button. Don't need that at all. None. Well, now we're at the end of the season, at the end of the Big Twelve <laughs> tournament. I'll ask you again: <laughs> Should Texas baseball fans be looking for a panic button? They definitely need to dust it off. Dust it off. Dust it off. What? Let Come me tell. On. Let me tell you why I believe that. Because of the performance that we saw this week, it wasn't necessarily about the pitching. Mm. It was more about the lack of execution at the plate. I mean, they had bad at bats, bat after at bat, after mm. at bat. And I don't know, I mean, sometimes you're not ready to go, but when you you've told us this is going from what you were talking about is we have our goals on five championships. Mm-hmm. They got the first one when they got a share of the Big Twelve tournament. That was I mean impressive. the Big Twelve uh regular that season. That was impressive. So now you're going into the tournament. And you have the opportunity of putting yourself in a host position. That's that. That's the key, right there. That's yeah. disappointing. That is the very yeah. disappointing. And you got beat by both teams from the state of Kansas. Mm. Mm. And you were you had the upper hand. Now we can go back and look at the run that they went on and what they did to get to to the championship. But you sit here and you say the job's not done. And how dialed in are you going to be? Because I don't care how good your reputation is as the University of Texas, when you go on the road to a place where people don't know you, 
and you had a chance to play at your friendly confines, and you couldn't dial it in for another weekend. Mm. That's a problem. Two opportunities. Two opportunities. Because you could have worked your way back through the loser's bracket, Mm -hmm. which we've seen you do multiple times. But for you to go up there as the Big 12 champion and you had the opportunity to secure yourself as a host and you fumbled the bag, that's on you. So, yes, I think Mm. execution-wise, that is something that I'm a little bit worried about. If you look at today's game, uh, K-State, who, by the way, got walloped yesterday by TCU. They got run So I thought, okay, this yeah. is a perfect matchup for Texas coming right. off of a you know a down game exactly. versus Kansas. What's your ace on the mound, too, going up against their ace? So then you bring in LBJ, who I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, missing a couple pitches. And when I was in the car earlier today, I heard Roger Wallace. By the way, great job by Craig Way and Roger Wallace, Shout as out. always. But I heard Roger Wallace saying – Man, these are some real healthy swings by K State, and I was because I was listening in the car when I was driving before I got a chance to watch it, and I could hear the foul balls. I could hear the 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 ping of the bat with that great field mic that they have, and I was like, man, that's a different sound. They don't sound like ours because our we weren't hitting the ball hard. We weren't hitting the ball square. They were hitting the ball square. Texas, I believe, struck out 12 times today. Could it have been the environment? It's I mean, again. They're going to wait, wait. Gonna make excuses, of course. They have not played well at the Gilf. Don't forget, they lost all three that's games at the like, very beginning of the saying. year. That's what I'm saying. Could it just be the environment? Yeah. Could it just be that place? They just don't play well there. And even I heard Coach Pierce yesterday. But they played for the championship last year there. They, they mm-hmm. ended up getting to the championship there fair. last year. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you have the task in front of you and all you could ever want is your own destiny, right? You put yourself in a position. So no, I didn't expect them to go there and and win the entire thing. I thought they would be battling, but I didn't expect them to lose the first two games. Nobody did. Of the tournament. You didn't expect the one seed to be the first team out. Exactly. You didn't. Yeah. You you play at 1230 and then you play at nine and that team played at nine both days that you played. And they got crushed in one, and here you go, come out today, and they just didn't have any fight, it looked like. It just seemed like, I heard Coach Pierce say it after the Kansas game, that, and he said, he said I'm not using it as an excuse, but he did remark about the, the environment there, and it felt like an exhibition. He's, I think that was someone along those lines. I'm yeah. paraphrasing. Well, course. you're going to be exhibition somewhere else because <laughs> you didn't handle your business somewhere you could host. Yeah, it feels like an exhibition. You're like, yeah. dude, why does that matter? It's, an, it's the exact same for both teams. Yep. You can't. Well, no, that for well, for for it is, but the psychology is different for both teams. Even Harge brought this up for Kansas; they had more of a desperation factor. Yeah. Texas mm-hmm. came off a little high, the sweeping West Virginia, getting to share the Big Twelve title, so they had more, as Coach Brown would say, sugar on their back. And Kansas came in with desperation. Yep, at their back. But isn't that your job as a coach I, to not, get them just, to get them up? Correct. And then when you when you correct. play an awful game on on Wednesday, you go, "Hey, man, y'all can't do that again." Like y'all y'all looked awful. And then to come and out on Thursday it and look worse, yeah, yeah. Just and they go, ah, you know, we it just we weren't feeling it. You go, dude, you can't be a one seed 
and play that bad two games in I a row. You can't. You, it, it doesn't matter even if because the texter says Longhorn history at Globe Life five and eleven record, lost six in a row, one hundred ninety strikeouts in sixteen games, an average of eleven point eight seven per game. If those stats are right, and thank you, texter, yeah, uh, that's amazing. That. Thank you. That, yeah, that's great work <laughs> there. Um, it, it, it that would give Longhorn fans a reason to. Uh, avoid the panic button or at least dust it off and go, listen, they just play really bad there. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams, Oscar, the B-Size, Megan the Stallion size, but is, yeah, that's not championship DNA, though. Championship right. DNA is, nah, yeah. man, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go on the road and play. I got to go win games, and um, you want them to show that they have that in them. So that at the, in the postseason, yes, of course, number one seed, as Patrick mentioned, going to and barbecue, that's disappointment. Void. I guess if you want to blame the gilf, you can blame the gilf. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm not. not I'm not. I, I'm gonna blame the gilf. No, nah, I'm not. I'm going out there and saying, <laughs> "Got doggy, y'all playing on the same field." That's like I always used to say. People are like, "Man, that home run you hit was wind blown," and I'm like, "Didn't you play on this field too?" <laughs> I don't care how windblown it is. My ball went out and yours did not. So that's how I look at it. It's like, man, you when you have these opportunities, because for some of these guys, you don't know what your what the ending is for you. Like, you may not play baseball anymore. Hey, and you know it's not probably a great sign to suck in an MLB park. <laughs> right. Uh, when they're scouting mm. you and then they go, hey, man, uh, you know where you're really bad? At the parks we always play in. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you seem to be the worst. Yeah. Uh, that could be a problem. But I, I, I mean, I don't think that's a huge fact, but no. it's, I think it's, you know. No, they said, no, obviously, you want to feel better about it, the yeah. situation and not freak out in the postseason. That gives you a reason not to. But, yes, it is disappointing. Yeah, I, I will say there was one positive, which was Dylan Campbell. Absolutely. Kept the he tied the Big 12 so, yep. so at least something right. positive. Still happened in this. Hey, it was, I guarantee it was Jack you. Jack O'Dowd was, yesterday. Yeah, Jack O'Dowd he was, was out dialed yeah. in yesterday, <laughs> and that's why he he came up in a bunch of situations where he had runners in scoring position. He could have done some things at the plate as well as Eric Kennedy had a couple times. Porter Brown had a few times, and early in the game, Texas had runners in scoring position and didn't execute. It. Is, is it could be one of these things where? Because we've seen this in college basketball. I don't know about college baseball. Where coaches will downplay the conference tournament in favor of getting ready for the big tournament, I, I, like the actual. I could see championship how some, if you are like, and the I'm, I'm not saying I'm not even saying conference. I'm just saying like during the week, like getting the guys ready. Even your demeanor changes your attitude because you have a different attitude about it. Like it don't right, matter. Right. Well, here's here's the thing about it. In the in certain situations, yes, I could see where a coach would be like. All right, let's go out here and play, play hard, try to win a championship. But if we can rest our arms for a few days or some of the, something like that. But you can only do that if you're the top five teams in the nation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you've, you've earned that right. Yeah. You've earned everything that goes with it. Like if LSU doesn't play well in the SEC tournament, they're, they're not up against it. They've been the number one team all year. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. now Wake Forest is at – so when you watch Texas and you had the opportunity to lock in the host, because I don't care what nobody said, when you're the home team, it's a totally different feel. You have all the fans. It won't be an exhibition game. 
Yeah. It's all about you. It just didn't seem like they played with a sense of urgency. No, it didn't. But I'm saying you broke it down. That's yep. a sense of urgency. That mm-hmm. makes all it makes perfect sense. They just didn't play like that. And I mm-hmm. wonder if there was something lost in translation where that sense of urgency wasn't instilled. Right. That hey guys, this they is this it. is a this is a playoffs right now. We they, need it. They missed. We need it. Yeah. We can't we can't afford one L. No doubt. We're done with that part of the season. Yep. And I just don't. I don't. I don't they didn't play like that. So they, I just wonder what happened. Oh, real quick, let me ask you this: um, Is it possible the Big Twelve now does not have any team as a host team? Absolutely. Because right West now, Virginia Oklahoma struggle. State, Oklahoma State is battling right now. They got their top pitcher in the game mm. right now. I don't know the exact score. I'm about to find out. We'll have it by the time we come back from break. But yeah, it's a it's a rough look, man. Uh, it's a rough okay, look. Okay, so instead of Texas. May only have is it da- who's it? Dallas, Dallas Baptist, Baptist DBU? may be the only one. Wow, that's that's yeah. rare. Yeah, that's rare. Yeah. All right. It's rough, man. Uh, that is rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, rough conversation to have. All right. Well, Oklahoma hope- State just beat. Um, oh, there you go. Oklahoma State just beat West Virginia three to two. Oh, so the Big Twelve. So they may have still that, got hope. They but, still- yeah, but not, maybe not the state of Texas. <sighs> yeah, that's it's rough. Uh, all right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll talk about the state of Texas, the Flex area specifically, right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful on the horn. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday. That's when the birthday boy. That's right. Happy birthday to my man, Patrick. Uh, you can wish him a happy birthday as well on the Specs text line or via Twitter. Uh, that's when he takes uh, songs. And based on the songs that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the new theme of the day. And, of course, as you can hear, the new theme paying tribute uh, to one of the uh, rock legends, uh, Tina Turner, who passed away yesterday. So just seemed fitting. And I'm glad uh, Patrick decided to do it. Uh, the new theme is just Tina Turner jams. Okay, so, man, how did you narrow this down? Did, was this tough for you? I mean, kind of. It, it's a one. But I, I think there's enough that are like, okay, that's kind of an iconic. We got to play that one. Did we got to go, play that you, one. Yeah, did you go for most well-known? Or did you go for just uh, trying to have representation over the expansive discography. It's a little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both. But yeah, it's it's you know, there's there's probably four or five that you're like, okay, that you have to play. And so then it's just a couple others that you yeah. kind of throw in there. But No, I uh the uh, I like the way you started off with what was that? The the, the Nutbush? Nutbush City Limits. Yeah. That's where she's from. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was, that was, it's always a weird uh, chorus to me, too, uh, ever since I was a kid. But uh, it's one of those chants, one of the very iconic songs. You know, it's, as soon as you hear it, you know it. And she does have one of those voices, too, uh, that immediately, uh, as soon as you hear it, you know it. So thanks, my man, Patrick, working hard. New theme Thursday, paying tribute to Tina Turner, uh, RIP to Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. All right, get into the flex, flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. Uh, go check out the uh, podcast from yesterday's Flex. Uh, shout out to uh, Nolan, did a great job. Um, shout out to uh, the actually rest of the Flex crew. It wasn't much of the Flex crew. It was him and Cameron. That's right. uh, shout out to Cameron, who's who is known as the Colonel uh, at times on the radios here. But uh, Cameron Parker and uh, Nolan Hogan did a great job, and they had a special guest, Hayes DB, uh, Marcus Taylor. 
who we got a chance to meet too, mm-hmm. is on with him. So you can go revisit that flex, the Wednesday night flex. Uh, go revisit that at flxatx.com. Uh, also, up at the website, you can get details on the seven on seven tournament this weekend at Westwood uh, that will be taking place. Also, you can go to the uh, podcast page as well as the front page, and you can catch the interview that we had with That's head right. coach JT Blair. Nice. Um, they are getting ready to play Eagle Pass at 5 p.m. today. That uh, Westlake is on the road. Uh, Rouse is getting ready to play Palm View. And, of course, you still have the women's softball with Georgetown softball still playing as well. All right, there you go. Check out uh, the Flex. FLX. And Taylor. And Taylor Ducks. They're still playing oh, as well. Shout, shout out, out Taylor. to Taylor That's Ducks. right. Hello. That's right. All right. Uh, all right, so go check out the Flex, flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. All right, we come back. We got to dive into the NBA, gentlemen, Eastern Conference Finals Game 5. The Boston Celtics found a way to keep hope alive. Uh, so we'll see if they can continue their winning ways. They're at home. Game 5 versus Miami. We'll talk about that and break it down right here on Ball don't lie, 104.9 the horn.